The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. people who are driving their cars listening to the podcast waiting for it to start you like ah oh yeah I wasn't expecting that I was out of the middle of nowhere that's why we have intro music <laughs> I'm doing good uh, I've had a very hectic day but uh, but I'm feeling a little bit better from uh, from last week's those guys with sick and mm. um, yeah I'm here ready to do ready to do the business how about you how you feeling I'm you know I'm I'm I think I'm feeling better um, still have that sort of you know Am I getting sick or am I still sick? You know, kind of thing. But it's it seems like it's asymptotically approaching better. Was it a um, was it a sinus thing for you too? No, 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 no sinus. Just uh, kind of like body aches and sweats and kind of fluey like mm, stuff. Which gotcha. uh, I was not expecting, given that I got a flu shot this year. So hey, I'm going to go down there to the clinic and shake my fist and say, "Why you guys, I oughta. or not? <laughs> not do that well good i'm glad you're feeling better yeah well we are who are we we're for those guys with ships and this is episode 60 of the verse cast the best damn star citizen podcast and you will have noticed out there in podcast la podcast apparently i'm not as well as i thought i was you will have noticed out in podcast land as per usual our intro and outro musics have rotated no one more than yours truly is eagerly awaiting Mr. Ronald Jenkins' next album offering, so until that time for this show, we're going to be running his latest single release for our musics. Um, and it's a, uh, a repeat of a song we used, because oh, we've been changing them every 10 shows, so it was a, you know, like 20 or 30 shows ago uh, that we were using. Um, but it also happens to be my favorite song of his, so um, uh, please do uh, enjoy it until such time as his new album comes out. I, there was sort of a sneak peek that uh, uh, came out onto the internets, but it was only like 10 seconds of a song, so um, nothing that we could really use. Um, and for our community show, we will be returning to the song which has garnered the most positive feedbacks of all the songs that we've used to this point. Um, so please do tune in to hear what that is. All right, well, um, Jimmy, who's a VIP? I'm a VIP. Who else is a VIP? We a VIP. That's who. Uh-huh. Concierge. Yes. Yes. So you got yours. Um, uh, for some reason, getting mine uh, necessitated uh, me going to the post office to sign for it. I don't, really don't get what's up with that. I, I, I had to do the same thing, man. Um, I actually went this past Saturday down to the post office to sign for it and uh, and get my hands on it. You know, and it was because uh, they left me a notice uh, in my mailbox, and the only thing that it said on it was, uh, you know, which station to go pick it up at, and that it was from China. That's, <laughs> and I'm like, what, you know, what sort of, uh, what sort of uh, um, uh, post postal scam is this, you know? So I was, uh, I had had it for a few days and just, you know, said, you know, you know, I didn't throw it away, thank goodness. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm uh, glad you didn't. I mean, come on, Gleep, I got that notice. I knew exactly what it was. I had no clue. I had no clue until uh, one of our good friends on the internets, on the Twitters, as a matter of fact, uh, Mr. Fear No Mortal, um, uh, posted uh, that he had received his. And, you know, I put my little brain put two and two together and I said, ooh, maybe I may, do need to make a trip down there. And uh, so I did. And... I got it. Now, have you and, have you ever purchased uh, physical merchandise from CIG? T-shirt. Okay, because that 
Well, I don't, maybe that didn't come from China. A lot of their physical items actually come from China. That's that's how I knew what it was when I got the, as soon as uh, I got the card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, to me it was uh, my suspicious nature. Ah, uh, I, I have well, I have um, I have a keychain, a dog tag keychain. Um, I have a constellation model. Um, I've got uh, playing cards. I've got a problem. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, I'm happy I got mine, and it's um, I still have it hermetically sealed. Here, you can listen on the radio. Uh, it sounds like bats sealed. flapping. Yeah, uh, in this little uh, plastic bag. Um, you know, back in the 80s, we used these little bags for something else. But, um, you know, there it sits right there with my Squadron 42 uh, decal and uh, my... Um, uh, my my pins uh, from uh, CitizenCon. Yeah, uh, yeah, and actually, Mrs. Gleepwell, who was uh, was uh, bustling about in my office the other day, I said, uh, "Ooh, you've got little ship pins. Do you do you have in those ships or those ships that you have?" And I said, "Well, no, actually, they aren't." Aww. But, yeah, but you have the pins. I, That's something. I, I have the pins. Yes. So. Um, uh, you know what? Um, uh, from the CIG this week, we—it's um, it's been pretty slow. It's been pretty slow. I'm excited to see that we did get a ten for the chairman today, and so I'm looking forward. And I just—I I saw the uh, the uh, the topic heading, so I'm looking forward to discussing that next week. But uh, uh, since last time, hasn't been a whole heck of a lot that's come out. Well, um, we we're kind of we're kind of back in the groove, you know. I mean, we had the you know we had CitizenCon, we had the holiday sale, we had the anniversary sale. I mean, you know, we had uh, you know a couple of months there of a lot of like what, and now we're yeah. kind of now we're kind of head down back in the groove, uh, pushing patches out. Um, you know, the the last couple of patches um, have been stability patches. Did two point one didn't go live for our last show, right? Didn't it go live for this show? Uh, two point one one is is live for this show, right? Two point one was got, live for the last show. It could have been okay. All right, yeah. So I mean, you know that that in and of itself is some is some decent news. I mean, two point one point one, which is basically a stability patch, um, got pushed to live, which is great. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's. I think it's going to be a lot of status quo and a few surprises um, popping up um, over the course of the next six months. And of course, I think once a month we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about in whatever the big new patches and whatever um, content is is going to be put into those patches. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, but um, um, we did we did get a few things. We got uh, we got to re meet the Jian Scout, and it was brought to us by. Yes, Jillian Anderson. Yes, <laughs> I like I like waiting just a little too long so that you get nervous and I don't get what you're doing. Hey, I got I got uh, I got iced tea flowing through these veins. <laughs> okay, settle down, gangsta. <laughs> um, and so anyway, uh, they they had a um, uh, a little uh, behind the scenes interview with uh, with Miss Jillian, um, who plays Captain Rachel McLaren. Daughter of Admiral Bishop, who of course is uh, played by Gary Oldman, and um, it's a it's a short little interview, so uh, definitely do check it out on the YouTube's. Uh, Jillian shared that she, um, uh, or she uh, shared that it was uh, a different and somewhat challenging experience doing you know the performance capture stuff. Though uh, everyone was really nice, and they all had a good time making uh, making all that Squadron Forty Two magics together. So. Um, uh, looking forward to seeing her role in that. Uh, Chris did comment also that uh, she handled her weapons very naturally, which is probably not surprising given uh, all those years on the X Files. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, she was um, she was saying that uh, that she had to get a little little used to uh, holding the weapon because really all it was was a giant, uh, very roughly blocked out hunk of wood um, where she was kind of used to. You know, holding a, a, a more uh, a more accurate representation of a weapon. Uh, so she said it took a little adjusting, but um, but yeah, it's it's a really good, just short four and a half minute video. Um, I, I find it really interesting um, that all of the what, what all of the actors had to go through um, in doing the motion capture because really, it, it's just when you watch it, you know, they're sitting on on. You know, they're in what is supposed to be the captain's chair of this, you know, giant spaceship, and what it really is is, you know, 
almost literally, you know, some boxes and some two by fours. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when they're when they're ducking behind stuff, when they're moving around, everything is on a soundstage, and there's really nothing to it. So you're in this weird headgear. You're uh, wearing a spandex leotard. You've got really kind of blocked out, bulky wooden guns, and you're supposed to be acting out, you know, fairly intense dialogue. So, I mean, you've got to give it to them for for being able to lose themselves in the characters um, and shut all of that stuff out because all of your sensors are screaming. There's nothing um, tangible about what you're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So all of your sensors are screaming. You know, there's there's nothing here. So you've really got to hand it to them, um, you know, and and understandably bringing in quality actors that are able to um, adapt to something like that because that can't be an easy situation for an actor uh, to be in. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think they they're forced to use their imagination. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah, well, and it's you know it's like um, it's like the Star Wars prequels. You know, um, some of the actors you can kind of see that that they don't really know what they're looking at, you know, and then other actors do a better job of kind of hiding it. But, um, I remember watching the behind the scenes for the prequels and it was the same type of thing where it's just, it's just gotta be incredibly difficult to act against nothing. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it, definitely, it, it requires a, um, a higher level of acting ability. Um, well, um, Jillian also, she uh, commented that she shot at huge, I'm, Richard Fingers, huge aliens. So, spoiler, the aliens in Squadron 42 are huge. Well, the Xeon are supposed to be like, what, eight, nine feet tall, right? See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty <clears> sure it's <throat> somewhere in that area, at least seven feet. But yeah, no, they're they're significantly taller than us. So that would be like, did, did you ever play Halo? Uh, yes. Okay, so kind of like the, um, um, what were those guys with the, uh, with the glowy swords? Uh, the... Um, the Covenant? Yes, uh, sure. I, yeah, you know who I'm talking. Yeah, about. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, the, not not the not the cute little teddy bear ones that that you would put a sticky grenade on and they would go running back to all their friends and blow up together. Right. Yeah. 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 The ones that kind of kind of bounced, wobbled over to you. Yeah, <laughs> they were my favorite. Um, so uh, on uh, reverse the verse this week, uh, they reported. Uh, that uh, the Xeon Scout uh, was uh, put back on sale for a limited time because of reasons. Reasons including Miss Jillian Anderson, uh, X-Files, aliens, Xeon aliens, and spaceships. So you put all that together, and what they said is that the Xeon Scout is the most thematically appropriate star citizen concept ship to, to the task of celebrating Jillian's big reveal. And so, of course... That, of course, that is correct. So um, it's on sale now. It can be yours or ours um, uh, for only 150 US dollars, and it comes with six months of insurance. Uh, Jimmy, do you got any interest there? No, no. I, I um, it's a cool looking ship, and I would be interested in maybe taking it out for test flight. But eh, the alien, uh, the alien ships to date, with the exception of the Banu Merchantman, um, the alien ships to date don't really do a whole lot for me. Did you ever fly the uh, the glaive or whatever it was in? Yeah, um, I did in Arena Command, um, and I liked it. Uh, handles really, really well, really tight. Um, but you know, the weapons aren't gimbaled, and that's that's a huge disadvantage for me. Oh, oh, I I have one in my unmelting pot, and um, I didn't, um, um, you know, which for the same price with uh, three or two year or three year two year insurance. So um, I, I don't have to pull that trigger. I don't have to scratch that itch right now. I can I can give it a little bit of time. I mean, I think it's a sexy ship, but I don't think it, it fits well for uh, the kind of gameplay that I feel most interested in at this point. I can dig it. Um, so um, <clears throat> I did not see it mentioned anywhere in the post, but I'm assuming that the sale for uh, the ship is going to uh, be on for about a week uh, from last Friday. Uh, which is when it was announced. So, and I guess sometimes they kind of roll those through the following weekend. So it could be uh, for another week from now. So a week from today, uh, Monday the twenty fifth, twenty nine forty five. Nice. And I just um, I just linked into the show notes a uh, to scale uh, Xeon versus humans, so you get an idea of how big they are. Oh wow! Yeah. So that, that's what about eight feet? Eight? Yeah. Man, that's well. It depends on how big the human. Well, is. let's go on the assumption he's six feet. Then yes, I'd say a, <clears throat> between seven and eight feet tall. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's a big dude. That's a big dude. Yeah, he's not 
particularly. He's ooh, he's, he's got an exoskeleton. He is. That a, must be. He is a creepy looking dude. That must be painful. All right. Well, uh, speaking of the uh, 2.11, it went to live, and uh, what they had to say about that is we have pushed the Star Citizen Alpha 2.1.1 patch to the live servers. Alpha 2.1.1 makes a number of balance updates and bug fixes to the 2.1 release launched last week. Thank you to our dedicated PTU players for helping us test and develop this patch. It should make for a better Star Citizen experience for everyone. And that's all we have to say about that. I uh, I would tend to agree. Um, the couple of times that I was able to get in-game uh, this week, um, I found it to be much more stable. Uh, you know, it's it's every every stability patch obviously t- makes the game more and more stable, um, and I'm I'm finding that I'm able to spend more and more time just enjoying the game, not worrying about bugs, not worrying about crashes, um, and kind of being able to kind of go and do my thing, um, and, and not and not crash. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. for the longest time, I would go out do a thing, and then I would tend to crash at some point. You know, and the the good news was, oh, I was able to play for you know an hour, hour and a half before I crashed. You know, um, and almost almost never was I able to get back to Alisar. Um, I don't know why. I, I you know I think it's kind of more the role player in me, but I like to go and do my thing, and then I like to go back to Alisar and land and get out of the ship and kind of, kind of go home. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I finally am able to do that consistently now, which is really nice. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's like, you know, I haven't, it's, the bottleneck now seems to be getting into an instance with some friends. Yeah, yeah, which um, we'll talk more about that in the next show, but um, I, I have found uh, good experiences with late, late night gameplay. Um, the one, the only Turd Ferguson, and I had a lovely time uh, this past Friday night. It was like, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, uh, but we had a lot of fun, and we'll talk more about it in the next show. Excellent, excellent. All right. Well, um, there was there's there's other interesting stuff too. We had uh, reverse the verse this week, and uh, they had a couple of announcements there. They uh, uh, Sandy let us know that the first wave of SciTech peripherals will be going up for pre-order sometime this week. Um, the first run is going to be limited to two thousand units, and those are all going to be signed by Chris Roberts himself. Nice. Wow, huh? that's uh, pretty cool. Now I know you. You are you're not into the the Hotas, but you're into some of the other peripherals that they're working on. Um, I well, so or do you know? I, I don't know. Um, I, I I would like to learn how or, or like to become a competent pilot with a stick and throttle, just because it's more immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've never ever done it before and I'm very comfortable with mouse and keyboard so I, I don't want to spend that kind of money just to find out I hate it so yeah. you know I'm not going to do the pre-order I'm not in a rush to get it um, I'm going to wait for it to come out and maybe maybe uh, an org member maybe friends will have, have one you know that I can I can test out for a little while and just kind of see how I feel about it but I just I'm very hesitant to make that kind of an investment because part of me feels like I'm going to hate it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I'm just like, I, I just, and it's not, they're not cheap, you know? So I don't want to spend the kind of money to get something that I hate. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm very much on the fence with uh, stick and throttle. Um, I'm, I think that the stuff coming out for CIG is stunning. And that is a huge um, kind of, I guess not really a catalyst, but a huge uh, interest perker. If mm-hmm. that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But uh, should be. yeah, but I'm still not sure. You know, um, I I just I don't know. I'm gonna have to like like borrow from, like my brother-in-law or something. Borrow like a cheap um, Hoda setup and and just kind of see if it's something that that feels right for me. Yeah, it's um I got a, a cheap one, um, a cyborg uh, something or other uh, back when we were playing. Um, Oh, what's the IL two? IL two, and and uh, it would not work with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, so yeah, I had to get a um, a joystick, and uh, it was a uh, Ace had recommended it to me. It's a low low end stick, but uh, perfectly serviceable, and I think it was like twenty five bucks. Okay, and uh, it just man, 
huge havoc with my back. So yeah, was, yeah, that's you know, yeah, that's the other concern too. Is you know, with a, a stick and throttle, I would want to mount that, you know, somewhere in a comfortable sitting back position, like like literally on the arms of my uh, chair. Right. You know, because right. yeah, leaning forward like that, because my back's not that great either. Um, and I've got a DX racer chair because of it, you know, because um, I, I can't, I had to get a really good chair because I can't sit for long periods of time. Um, I can't imagine that being comfortable, having that up on the desktop and leaning forward to try and play. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was not fun. Yeah, that doesn't so, surprise me. So anyway, point being is that I'm glad I only spent 25 bucks on it. Yeah, totally. You know, so it would it would really. Although on the other side of it, though, since it is the uh, the um, uh, the first run and will be signed by the man himself, uh, resale would probably be uh, no problem at all. Might even be able to like work in a little profit for yourself. Fair enough, but um, I don't like to play that game, and I don't have the money because it's the. How, do we? What what is the price on the full kit? Do we know? One million American dollars. Oh, that's not bad. I'll take two. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think I heard 149 for something or other, um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that's for. I heard I heard the price 149 American dollars, and I don't know what it's right. for. So. Yeah, because you've got the stick, you've got the throttle, you've got the uh, keyboard, and then isn't there like one other peripheral? Yeah, well, I, this is not the top of the line one. Um, uh, I think this is sort of the the. The lower level set, and I don't know if this is just stick and throttle, um, or if there's a keyboard involved. And then there's going to be the OLED um, um, screen thing, you know, the touchscreen thing. Right, right, right. So I don't, I don't believe that this is included. The OLED screen is included in this first offering. Um, whether it's uh, anything other than a stick and throttle, I'm not really sure. And but, that um, that screen, like. In the current design, that screen sits on on the uh, stick, doesn't it? Um, you know, I don't even know because I am so, I am so not interested in this. I I think <laughs> I, even I look think at the so. Pictures. I think that because um, I think that that was a complaint. I don't know if they because yeah, I'm not super into um, following uh, the peripherals either. Um, I don't know if they've changed that design or if they're because they probably are because uh, it really doesn't make any sense. Why would you? Um, you know, put a touchpad on top of, of a uh, of a of a stick, uh, or even on top of a throttle. You would think that you would want that to be someplace where you could just very quickly access it, like as a standalone piece. But I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Um, and uh, speaking of being in, um, it sounds like they are planning on recommencing tours of the CIG offices beginning in March. So, uh, Jimmy, you going to line up for that? Uh, yeah, there is some talk uh, with uh, some of the uh, cool uh, local uh, Los Angeles uh, members uh, of, CI- of uh, the community. Uh, we've, mm-hmm. we've been chatting in private about uh, getting getting something going and, uh, you know, going out. Uh, Nighthawk Zell and I have been chatting about it. And, uh, yeah, it'll be really cool. I'm excited. I know he's talking to them, so I haven't put in a request because he was like, well, I'll find out. I'll let you know. Um, as soon as they open up, we'll, we'll get down there. So it's, uh, it's Nighthawk Zell and I for sure. I, if I had to guess, he's probably talking to a couple other cats, and that would be awesome. Um, I'd really like to uh, to go do the tour with like you know a bunch of LA uh, guys and girls. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd totally. Fun. We, especially with the new facility, which, yeah. which is supposed to be um, uh, so much uh, mo better than the uh, than the last place. Although you know, I mean, if it's uh, once once you've had had nerds, I mean, nerds are kind of like rodents. You know, once 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 you've been infested by nerds, you know, it kind of just they all they all look the same. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's what I said. Perfect. I agree. <laughs> All right. So um, and, oh, I was going to ask, do you remember last year, um, I think it might have been during the holiday event, um, uh, they said something about there being a live stream event in January of this year? I don't remember anything about that. You know, that's just me. I, um, because I had um, uh, I got an email from a listener who was also was asking me if I knew anything about it, and I said, yeah, you know, I seem to remember something in the live stream in the holiday live stream event about a January live stream event. Yeah, maybe maybe um, there's a surprise. You know, who knows? You know, they, they they may do a live stream and be like, boom, here's something awesome that you know you weren't expecting to get anytime soon. 
Well, what they did say on the RTV this week is that uh, they don't currently have anything planned um, that uh, because somebody did ask when's the next live stream event. Um, right. And what they said is um, that uh, they don't have anything planned, but once they have something cool to build an event around, then they'll uh, they'll uh, you know start making plans and uh, put. Uh, Put it, start to put it together, make an announcement, and then there will be an event. So yeah, um, makes sense. We've only got yeah. what five, six days left in this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think, um, I think something was said that it, uh, and it probably wasn't um, uh, couched as a promise. It was probably you know just a, a comment like we, we're planning on you know doing that in January. Should it be appropriate? But it's, anyway, it's not happening so um, this month, but which is fine because they're, if they don't have anything to have an event about, there's no point in having it. Exactly. And uh, speaking of events, it appears that CitizenCon this year won't necessarily be on October 10th, as it has been for the last three years. Um, and I think we discussed that uh, the 10th is a Monday, but what they are saying now is that instead it will more likely be on the previous Friday or Saturday, depending upon which venue they select. So it'll more likely be on the 8th or the 9th, which um, um, throws a new wrinkle in it for the old Gleepster because Mrs. Gleep's birthday is that weekend. Oh, so, come on. It's only it's, yeah. it's Citizen Con. They don't do it in L.A. every year. Do you need me to talk to Mrs. Gleep? <laughs> Mrs. Gleep is, is an exceptionally good sport about stuff like this. Excellent. So I, I, I don't think it'll be a, an issue. Excellent. Uh, but but well, Br- uh, Brayer, you guys can do L.A. stuff, you know. That isn't going to happen. Well, you guys um, can go like, check out L.A. <laughs> See the sights. Um, yeah, I think I think Gleepster will be flying down on the red eye and flying home as the sun comes up. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. Um, and then here's a good one, which I think we, we can... Um, uh, have uh, a good bit of conversation about. Uh, Matt Sherman was on uh, the latter half of the show, and he uh, talked about talked. Oh, good gravy! He talked about insurance, and <clears throat> um, apparently, what he said is that it's going to be based upon and Richard Fingers in-game play time and not calendar time. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't. I don't. I, I, the thing is, it's great that he clarified that, but. Well, he but he didn't clarify is okay. my is my contention. Um, uh, he, I think that he should have given an example of how um, of, of how this would actually work because uh, it seems like some folks have taken what he said to mean that um, you're going to um, because he did say he did use the word hours, so the hours that you play. And I think what some people have taken this to mean is that um, you, you, if you, for example, if you have a six-month insurance package, which I think is the smallest package there is, um, right. uh, that you would get 4,380 hours of actual gameplay before needing to buy another policy. Um, and also, I think what people are further extrapolating this out to is that if, like, for example, if I had two ships and each of those has six months of insurance, uh, on the first day that the uh, the PU goes live, we, we launch live, um, I fly one of my ships for two hours and then I log off. I think what some people are reading into what Matt said is that on the second day when I log back in, I'm going to have 4,378 hours of insurance remaining on my first ship and um, uh, the full 4,380 on the other ship that I haven't flown yet. Why? Um, because they, they they were saying that it's only for um, hours actual hours of use. No, I, I, I'm I, I you know I, I'm guessing. Obviously, I don't work at CIG, but no. You, well, you have you have insurance. It's 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 going to count across your ships whether you fly them or not uh, for however much time that you know that you're that you're in game. It's it, that's like saying, well, if I don't drive my car, I don't pay my insurance. Okay, well, well, let's let, let's say that for that both of my ships, I only flied one. I only fly to one of them. I only flew one of them. You only flew. Um, I only flew. One but of the them. but the next day, I have forty three hundred and seventy eight hours of insurance left on both of those. If I flew, and I think John did the math in the forms on this. If I flew, um, if I played for six hours every day, um, and he did the math on this. What was it? Uh, he, uh, that it would be 12 years before that in, that six-month insurance would run out, 12, 12 calendar years. Okay. So 
that makes insurance pointless. I, I am sure that they will dial that up and down and find a sweet spot that makes sense. Um, you know, I'm sure that they don't even know really what that is other than it will count as gameplay and not calendar time. Uh, you know, it's 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 still in development. You know, they'll they'll you know if it if it if six months of insurance works out to twelve years of actual gameplay, they're going to change that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and it's just I, I think it's just a matter of them finding a sweet spot that makes sense um, for the insurance. Uh, you know, and and also they've said time and time again that it's not that big a deal. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if six months worth of insurance game time. Uh, works out to you know a year plus. Well, it works out if if they do it the same way that they do REC, right? Then yes. So, so like if I log in, I have two ships. They each have six months of insurance on them. I log in, I play with whatever I play. The next day when I log in, instead of 183 days of insurance, I have 182 days of insurance. So it's like when you rent stuff with REC, every day that you log in, whether you use right, the thing or, you use not, it or not, yeah, it counts. Yeah, it, it, they they tick a day off. But Matt used actually said hours, which I think is um, is um, very confusing. And I wish that he would have given an example of you know, for instance, you have you know six months of insurance on your ship. You play, and they said one of the things they said that was definitely their intention here is that they don't want to penalize people that need to take a break from the game. Which the REC thing—that's um, that's the way that that works. You can rent, you can have, you can rent something for a week, play for two days, and then yeah, go on vacation for a month. When you come back, you're still going to have five days left. Yeah, no, totally to play to play with it. So um, anyway, I mean, and. The I think the insurance is an important part of the game, um, but and, but it needs to be important. I mean, it needs to to be uh, mean something, but it just can't mean everything. Well, yeah. The, um, the thing is, at the end of the day, I think that the predominant purpose of insurance is to allow for a mechanic to replace your ship. That is the predominant reason why we have the insurance. It's not a money sink. Um, it's it's in play so that if you lose your ship, there is a mechanism that makes sense, that fits within in the lore of the game, that fits within the universe to allow for you to get another ship. Right. That is its purpose. I think that people forget that. People think too much about the fact that I have to pay insurance. That's not what it's about. It's not about paying insurance. It's about a mechanic to allow you to get your ship back when it goes splody splode. Right, but with with uh, some responsibility attached to that. Exactly. You you have to. You know, it's like like for people to say, oh well, if I don't fly the ship, I don't pay for the insurance. That's ridiculous. Um, the the entire game, they've said time and time again that they're trying to balance fun versus realism. So in reality, if you have three cars, you have to have them all insured. Whether you drive them or whether you don't drive them, you have to pay insurance. Now, granted, in the real world, if you don't drive a car very often, you can get a cheaper rate based on your mileage, you know. But that's silly to try and include something like that in Star Citizen. Right, right, right. You know, um, so the basic – I'm going to say that your your meter, so to speak, is going to count for all of your ships, whether you fly them or you don't fly them. Um, it's going to probably based, be based similarly to wreck except maybe more more granular instead of based on a full 24 like you log in at whether you play for an hour or 2 hours it's 24 hours they may do something a variation on that that's more granular that does take into account hours but they're also going to balance that against you know a realistic expectation of when you should be paying up for a 6 month insurance well i guess that the um, i would i would uh, um Disagree with that unless the in-game clock is uh, significantly ca- significantly faster than the out-of-game clock, or significantly longer. You know what I mean? I, you know, like like you were saying, twelve years. No, 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 no. What I was saying is oh, like, reverse, you know, like reverse. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like like yeah. I mean, if if you know you if it's possible for you to be in-game for three hours. Uh, or for six hours, say, if you had a, a, a Saturday where you play most of the afternoon, it's possible to have that 
encompass more than one day in universe. Right, but the thing the thing to keep in mind too, though, is that in in universe time moves much uh, much quicker. So, for example, if you that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So if you play for eight hours in the real world, they may mm-hmm. consider that. A, a full day night cycle. They may consider that a twenty four hour gameplay session. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a one for one ratio. It's not necessarily three hours of gameplay equals three hours in verse. Three hours of gameplay might really represent ten hours in the verse or twelve hours in the verse. And I think that that's kind of where they're going to strike that balance. So that yes, it's not twelve years before you have to pay for your six month insurance. That's that. That already seems overly complicated to me. It, to me, it seems like if you log, in, if you play during a gameplay day, if you play at all during that, then you you used your insurance for that day. Yeah. No, I I don't disagree. You with start that. Break, you start breaking it down to hours. I think that there's just a world of and the 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 forums would explode. Yeah. I I don't I don't disagree with that either. Um. But I think at the end of the day, it's just a matter of of they just need to strike a balance between, um. You know, with with what you would reasonably expect the timeline to be in game, you know, and and again, you know, we've talked about this at the top of this segment. Um, it's not going to be that big a deal, right? No, no, it, it's not. But uh, but and I, you know, it's it's sort of it's one of these these topics that um, is so silly that I don't even want to. I would just assume say, you know what, I don't care. But I think that the insurance mechanic is important. To the gameplay universe. I mean, I think that yeah. I think that you need a me- like you said, you need a mechanic to replace your ship when it gets destroyed. And but that mechanic needs to be somewhat realistic. I mean, I've heard some people um, that their solution for um, the controversy over LTI is give everybody LTI on all ships that they have and just be done with it. And then so that eliminates the entire um, uh, insurance mechanic where it. If you give it to everybody for free, then it has no value, and that that immersion um, um, uh, facet of the game is lost. Yeah, and there there has to be there has to be penalties for your ship go, getting uh, blowing up. Yeah, there has to be there has to be a balance. You can't just make it you know a free for all because then people are just going to blow your ship up on the landing pad like they're doing now. Um, right and right and exactly. There's no you know you, you have to be able to balance that. They'll figure it out. I'm I'm not super worried about it. I don't know why people get so flustered over it. They'll they'll figure it out and it'll be fine. Well, the, the thing that, that was was frustrating to me was that frustrating. Matt, I like that. Isn't that a good word? That's good. Um, um, is that Matt? I think Matt didn't. I mean, they know that this is a real hot-button topic, and he didn't think out his answer very well before he gave it. Yeah. He just, he just kind of went off the cuff, and um, I think that, that that's where, um, you know, and I lo- Reverse the Verse is, my, is by far my favorite show, um, but that's one of those um, uh, situations where if you're not careful what you say, it can turn around and, you know, bite you um, in the hind end. Uh, when it's just, you know, if you thought about it for a second, um, you know, especially if, you know, when it's something that is, that has a history, you know, it's like, it's like discussing the Cutlass with, uh, you know, there's a whole group of people that have all these issues about the Cutlass. If you're going to make a statement about the Cutlass, you want to be very clear on what it is that you're saying and what it is you know to this point and what you don't know. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that we'll see. I'm sure that we'll see clarifications. You know, depending on how you know how much outrage flies across you know uh, the forums about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me personally, and I'm sure you agree, it goes back to they'll figure it out. It's not that big. Oh, a deal. yeah, no, I'm I'm not concerned that it will will get won't get figured out. But I just choose you your know, words better. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, um, and um, I will include a link in the show notes to the exact place in the. Um, uh, show and in reverse the verse where uh, Matt speaks to it, so um, you can uh, you know listen to it for yourself. And if you think uh, we're completely off base, um, uh, send us an email and uh, we'll crumple it up and throw it on the floor. I, I am completely spot on base. <laughs> you are. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, we were talking about this a little, a little bit ago. Um, uh, they uh, remarked that there are plans to eventually implement a system by which we can queue up to get into a currently full instance where all our friends are already playing. Oh, God, we need this so much. Yeah, we, this, we is, this is huge. This is, this is desperately needed. Yeah, and it's um, and I think that this also loops back nicely loop, loop, loops back nicely to our um, discussion we had last week with Mark about what needs to happen uh, in in the game before the Black Guard can begin doing some serious training and missions as a group. Yeah, um, and um, so. Uh, what, I know we're going to talk about it um, more on the next show, but when you, how did you guys find find yourself? Uh, how did you inter- How did you find the turd? <laughs> I, uh, I I went into an instance. Um, I uh, told him which one it was, and then he just spammed it until he got in. But because it was so late at night, because the, it was generally speaking quiet, he didn't have to spam it all that long. And then um, okay. and then another thing that we did. Because uh, we weren't on uh, vent, it was it was a very impromptu thing. Like I, I was logging in, it was late, and um, you know, and he, uh, I happened to log into Twitter, and he'd sent me a private message about forty minutes earlier, and he's like, "Hey, I'm in game." And I was like, "Oh, cool." Uh, so after you know waiting for him to reply and, and kind of catching up, we uh, we created a, a private chat, which was really neat. So um, yeah, so got to really kind of use um, some features, including you know playing with friends. Um, uh, that was really nice to do for a change. Yes, I'm, I'm, and like I said, we will talk about it on the community yeah. show, but um, last night um, I got in um, uh, with uh, three other guys with ships, and uh, but it took me a long time to, to find the instance that they were in. I mean, we were talking on, on, on TeamSpeak, uh, but... I would, uh, in the list, in the pull-down list, you know, if you click on one of the instances, it will tell you the names of any contacts that you have that are in that instance. Well, you can also manually punch it in on the keypad in the elevator. Well, what, what I've heard from, uh, from folks is that those numbers don't mean anything. Really? Is that if someone says, hey, I'm in A57, that that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Huh, interesting. I'll have to, I'll have, but, I, I, I thought giving him the number would allow for, for him to, to type that in and, and be able to get in, but I, I don't know because I wasn't the one trying to get in. I was the one that was already in. Yeah, so it's. Um, I, I'd be interested to know the the actual answer to that. Um, either, maybe maybe sometimes it does mean something. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Either way, but anyway, they got to get it fixed. Right, and um, and they they acknowledged that, and um, I think it was uh, uh, Lando that was saying. Um, that every week um, at CIG they do a play test, and he said that and that they're painfully aware uh, of how difficult it is to match up with other people um, uh, and get into a game together, and so uh, that's definitely something that that is uh, on their radar. Um, it, but it's on their radar. But I don't think it will get um, that it will necessarily get a higher priority no, ahead of other things. Other things that are needed to get done in order yeah. for Squadron Forty Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, things things needed for Squadron Forty Two. Um, things needed for persistence. Uh, you know, in in the uh, in the miniverse, uh, I think that those things are also priorities for them as well. Um, because they're part of a bigger picture. While it's, yeah. it's frustrating for us to not be able to play with each other, there is a bigger picture to keep in mind that that they're working towards a bigger goal. Um, you know, we I, all are, Jimmy. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> with that said, uh, come on, guys, I want to play with my friends. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, <clears throat> come play Arma, Jimmy. <laughs> okay, works one hundred percent all the time. All right. Um, and then, of course, the most important thing uh, that Ben had to add was that Crusader is the center of the meatball, and CIG is going to continue to add meat to it. Cool. I, just, I, let that, just, just, just let that image sit there for I a would, second. I'm going to be honest here. I would be happy if the game was fully fleshed out and fully developed in Crusader. And then they just started uh, expanding with with ver- with universes and connecting them together. Yeah, we need we need at least one or two other systems to jump to because the jump mechanic is um, is very important. I, I don't not, I, not 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 the quantum leap, but the jump. Yeah, mechanic. yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree. Um, but I would be happy 
if they did all of the work, you know, I, I, you know, let, let's tie it together with one other system. You know, let's just say let's let's kind of split the difference. If they gave us two systems with a jump mechanic and and they built the game in its entirety in those two systems, I would be very happy with that. You know, and then you then when the game officially goes live, it would like like for example, they do their development with like two systems, right? Um, they develop everything. I'm talking everything. I'm talking the the economy. Um, you know, full full on the game is official. And then when the game goes live, they go, okay, the game is live. We're now releasing twelve more systems with those yeah. two. You know, or six more systems with those two, or four more systems with those two, with another two systems coming out every you know three to six months. You know, until yeah. we hit our goal of of a hundred, whatever that may be. Um, I would be fine with that. I, I don't need a hundred systems right away. I need you no. know two or three that work that are fully fleshed out and fully realized, and then just do expansions. You know, um, you know, uh, you know. Like I said, every six months, do 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 a half dozen uh, new new systems open up. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely the better way to go than rather to try to open a hundred systems that work only. A little bit, yeah. But again, you know, I'm sitting on a couch, you know, talking, about, you know, giving my my decisions on on developing, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, hey, Jimmy, it should be easy. It should be it absolutely should be easy. <laughs> All right, and and in addition to um, the meatball analogy, which I was obviously more taken with than you were, obviously, yeah. Just like, can't you just imagine? Imagine like. Ben with a bucket of hamburger. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's Crusader. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in addition, Ben also called the Starfarer the fuel potato. <laughs> nice. He's really on uh, potatoes uh, this week. <laughs> he well, I think I think. I think Ben and potatoes have never been a stranger. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, Ben, I evidence uh, uh, right there in front of us that Ben is a meat and potatoes kind of guy. I knew I liked the cut of his jib. <laughs> Just like All righty then. Um, we also, and speaking of Ben, uh, he and Sandy were back together for uh, Around the Verse this week. And um, again, the the second week in the row, uh, the most interesting thing to the old Gleepster was the MVP. And um, this week, it was a couple of of, uh, citizens named Third and Argon. Um, and their um, their uh, claim to fame here is uh, creating a plugin for the Rowcat Power Grid app. Um, which uh, I'll include a link to it in the uh, in the show notes. Very very cool. Yeah, really um, really nicely done. Yeah, and I'm I am way more interested right now in this kind of tech than I am in the VR, um, just because I think uh, you know. And it's interesting because I've listened to other um, other podcasts. I listen to other gaming podcasts, and uh, um, I'm not saying I listen to all of them, but to the ones that I listen to, which tend to be the uh, the, the Star Citizen or Elite Dangerous uh, um, based ones, there doesn't doesn't seem to be a huge stampede of folks rushing to uh, to uh, to get into VR. There's, I think, there's a lot of wait and see what happens. Uh, yeah. uh, going. No, going totally. On. Uh, th- this is great. Um, this is the first time that I've seen a, a Rocat grid that that really does a nice job of emulating the the actual um, ship stats mm-hmm. or the, the ship layout, I should say, the ship UI. Um, it does a really nice job of emulating it. I might actually try this. I have an old iPad that I just don't use. Um, mm-hmm. I, I looking at this now and the way that this is set up because this is very immersive. Um, I might actually give this a try um, and just have it off to the side because yeah, this looks really nice. They did a stellar job. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, it's very very cool. Um, and uh, but um, even more than that, um, there is a another company, um, rather as an alternative to the VR, a company called Simpit Technologies. And are you aware of them? No. Uh, open that link there. Jim. I am waiting for it to populate. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, look at, uh, if you click on the, the middle one there, the Icarus 180 Avenger, um, there is actually a, 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 a picture there of, uh, of the gentleman using this product uh, in uh, Star Citizen. Oh, in, uh, how much does this cost? This has got to cost an arm and a, an arm and a leg, but I want one. 
Oh, it's twelve. Okay, it's twelve hundred bucks. Well, that's twelve hundred New Zealand. I, I, I forget what the. Uh, I can't remember if the, if the kiwi is uh, is richer or or uh, well, now, cheap to the U.S. dollar. What is this? Is this being shot onto a wall? Is that what I'm it's, looking um, at? What am I looking it's at? It's like here? a warped screen or like a, a bent screen. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm scrolling further and further down now. I'm starting to see it. Okay, wow. Yeah. Oh, I want and, this. Yeah, it is It is pretty cool. Um, and I would, but again, this is one of those things where it's like, man, I really need to try this out first to see uh, to see how this works. Um, it looks like it would probably, I mean, you know, here I'm grousing about the cost of a, of a Rift unit. Um, this was going to be, you know, Easily twice that amount, um, but um, oh, but looks this is like, like this is just um, th- th- this is this is the um, in my opinion this is this is the better than VR in that if you get motion sickness uh, or if you don't want to wear a headset for for all that time this really gives you a full field of view. Yeah, and it looks like uh, here when he's playing the Elite Dangerous, he has some sort of a Rocat st- type setup. Yeah, uh, I see that. Yeah going there so. is he uh, is he racing in uh, star citizen is that what i see there he is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and there is a i'll also uh, uh click the link uh there is a um a youtube video of this guy um racing in in uh on uh, uh murray cup in the um old vanderville uh racetrack so i'll include the link to that too um it looks really really cool um so i'm 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 more excited about this and and the uh, and the Rocat than I am right now about the VR, just because it seems. I mean, I think that everything else equal. You know, I mean, all the all the concerns we uh, talked about last week with uh, uh, being able to access your controls, what have you, all of that being equal, I think that the VR would be uh, the more immersive experience. But I think there are just too many. It's too new, and there's just too many. I mean, this this thing that we're looking at here from Simpit. I mean, I mean, you've been to California Flying or California Freedom. What's what's it what's it called there? Uh, the thing so- California Soren. Soren, yeah, yeah, Soren. I mean, that's what this is. Yeah, totally. This is very much like Soren. Yeah, yeah, and which is I could I could ride Soren for three hours at a time. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. I could totally um, I could totally see myself using something like this. This is this is stellar. Yeah, so it's um it's uh I think a, a, a an interesting uh, an interesting thing to to definitely check out. So top notch, uh, top notch, sir. Um, and um, I think we had talked about last week um, on uh, uh, while we were recording that we had a, a ten for the developers that looked like there were some some interesting questions there. Um, and I did go back and and watch the uh, watch the episode, and uh, it was, I think it was um. Well, I mean, the first thing I noticed was that uh, um, these are, are two gentlemen in Los Angeles inside, and they were both wearing scarves. I don't understand how this happens. Um, yeah, but- okay. And, and, and if, I, if I may for a moment, um, uh, one scarf was a little too small, and one scarf was a little too big. <laughs> I think they were pulling our leg. I think they were too, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Many of the questions they discussed this time, uh, I thought, spoke really well to the complexity of the, of the project, of the Star Citizen project. And I was reminded of our discussions last week about how some of us uh, lesser enlightened individuals uh, too often think it should be easy. Um, and I, I think that um, uh, there was nothing there that made me go, oh, gee, oh, wow, oh, this is really cool. Um, because it was, you know, for me, I think I've discussed before, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't watch the behind the scenes making of movie stuff just because I don't, I, I, I don't like to have the magic explained to me. Um, but um, I think that uh, what they did do here is they did explain that there's a lot that is going into this magic and it's very, um, it's very complicated and it, uh, it can, that, that complexity can uh, potentially spin out of control if we're not very careful in the way that we manage it. So it, it should be easy maybe, but it isn't. Um, but one thing I did know, there were a couple things that I thought were worth mentioning. Uh, one, if you're interested in how it is that they're designing the alien races, there's a question in there where they discuss that in depth. Uh, which um, um, uh, I, I think if you're uh, if you're at all interested, uh, you should check that out. And then also they were they talked a lot about um, or or to uh, to significant extent about fashion, and which immediately made me think about you. Oh yeah, and, as it should. Yeah, 
And um, uh, so I don't. Uh, did you have a chance to to watch the episode? I did. So um, I shop almost exclusively at the Gap. Um, I uh, more recently, my wife was in Express, and I saw a nice little V-neck shirt that I bought. Uh, got it home, washed it, put it on, hated it. Just didn't like the the texture. Didn't like the cut of it. Um, I like the Gap. I like the Gap's jeans. I like the Gap's t-shirts. Um, I am a fan. It is it is my jam. So <laughs> when they were talking about you know a, a kind of a mini game of different manufacturers having different garments in different locations that are not necessarily ready, readily apparent. Like you may, you know, happen to be at like Nick's, for example, and find a shirt that you've never seen before from that manufacturer. The the little girl in me, the 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 shopping fashion fa- uh, fashionista, if you will, was very like so excited listen I like to look good you know what I mean and this game is um, just from what I saw in the in the window when I was window shopping at Cassaba uh, they've got some they've got some cool clothes they've got some cool fashion I'm I'm looking forward to um, to finding you know the one or two manufacturers that I really dig and putting together a cool outfit you know I Hey man, I live in LA. I you know, I'd get arrested if I, you know, was wearing something out of season. It's just just how I roll. <laughs> sounds sounds like a plot to a John Waters film. <laughs> I love John Waters. Love John Waters. But um but yeah, um, no, I, I thought this was really cool. Um I, I'm I'm really excited with the way that they're approaching uh, clothing and fashion, and that it, it's form, it's function, um, and it's not an afterthought. And I think that's really cool. Well, but it's and it's also kind of like the ship designs. Is there yeah. there for each clothing manufacturer? There's a style guide. Yep. yep. So it's it's going to be more true to life, I think, than um, just oh, we need uh, three different pairs of dungarees. We need right, 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 um, right. we need a, we need a, no cargo pants because Chris won't allow it, um, and then we need you know. Uh, Two different kinds of flight suits. Right. I, mean, I think that they're that they're they're kind of doing more of a top down approach, where it's like, okay, we're going to in high fashion, we're going to have these three designers in uh, sort of um, uh, the equivalent of uh, business casual uh, uh, designs. We're going to have these designers, or we're going to have these manufacturers. And, you know, there may be less design involved, or the the look will sort of uh, convey less of of a, a design. Uh, influence or a high design influence, um, and then letting it letting it work its way down from there, so that um, it will you will be able to go and outfit yourself at the equivalent of the Star Citizen equivalent of the Gap, and know that you will that that style will represent who it is your character is in the game. Yeah, exactly, and and that to me, you know, I. I you know, we've talked about this time and time again. I like to live in. I like sandbox games that allow me the opportunity to really live in them, um, and I think this is great. And I think it's spot on, and I'm I'm really excited for that aspect of it. I'm really excited. You know, I, I they don't they haven't talked a lot about character customization, like our character customization. They've talked a lot about NPC character character customization but not ours and I'm I'm a little frustrated with that I, I want to see that I want to know what they're thinking um, you know are we going to have tattoos are we not going to have tattoos are we going to have beards are we not going to have beards um, you know what kind of scarring are we going to have you know they've talked about the clothes aging they've talked about the character aging how is that going to work I mean those are things that I really want to know because I'm so into making my character my own and making it about the the embodiment of who I want to be in the verse. Um, mm-hmm. So you know I'm really excited with the direction that they've gone with that. I think it's really cool. And yeah, you're right. Um, and they've even mentioned it that that they're treating the clothing aspect of, of the of the game the same as as ships and the same as weapons. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, that they are going to that extent um, with clothing. Uh, uh, is a good indicator that you're going to get something that you will be more happy than not with, as far as you know your hairstyle, your beard, right. your tattoos, your um, scarification, if that's something that you're looking for. Listen, I can't, um, I can't in real life, I can't wear riding boots. They're not in fashion for men. People would just think I was a weirdo if I showed up at work in jeans and Han Solo boots. I, I will, <laughs> I will be wearing riding boots with pride in Star Citizen. 
Yes. Hopefully they got a lot of buckles on them too. That'd be awesome. They should make noise when you walk. Eh, no, I, I'd like I'd like to be quiet. I like to be sneaky. They sh- you don't want to be a swashbuckler? No, no, no. I want to be a smooth criminal. All right. Well, I, I think we have a show title now. <laughs> Perfect. So what are we what are we expecting uh, 2.2? I mean, I, I think I was talking in chat last night with a couple of the guys, and uh, they were saying, do you think that 2.1.1 is going to be our January release? I think so. I think that's uh, if we're go- if we are in our new uh, our new paradigm here uh, of a release per month. I think we've had our January release, so I, I, I'm guessing- I would agree. Yeah, I mean, well, the the so well, when did 2.0 go live? Was that that wasn't the end of December? That was the beginning of January, wasn't it? Mm, 2.0, no, 2.0 was before the holiday break. No, no, no. I'm talking to live. Oh, 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 oh. Um, because because they wanted. Here's the thing, they wanted 2.0 to go live before the holiday break. That didn't happen. So 2.0 right. went live. Was it was the first week of January, wasn't it? First or second week of January? I y- yes. So it's entirely possible that that 2.0 going live, and then I, this is what I think is going to be happening, is that we're going to get a major patch. We don't know. I don't think we really know when the date is yet, but we're going to get a ma- major patch every month and then we'll get one two or three um stability patches cleanup patches if you will and i think that that's what we saw in january we saw a major release which was uh 2.0 going to live uh in the beginning of january and then towards the end of january we got a stability patch if i had to guess we will see another major release 2.2 in February, in the beginning of February, maybe the first week or two, and then we'll see a cleanup stability patch at the end of the month in preparation for the next big patch in March. That's that's what I think we'll see. Okay, all right. I just I'm kind of curious about the the numbering convention. So if oh I, major I gave patch, up on that. I you know, you know I they, okay. they could they could next week they could release you know version eleven uh, point six and I'd be like all right sure. <laughs> well, that, that is what comes next. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, no matter how you number it, you ought to go to Engine.com for all of your site hosting needs because in our book, they'll always be number one. They're awesome. I like the Engine. Point point one. Point one. com. Yes. Ronald Jenkins, thank you for letting us use your fine music. Please check him out at RonaldJenkins.com. Do check out Star Citizen the Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon. You can reach this podcast, this this very podcast, by email at comms at versecast.org. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. On Twitter, we are at Versecast. Please do use the the TGWS hashtag when tweeting and search on it too for all kinds of cool Star Citizen stuff. Our Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast and please do uh, while there upvote us on the RSI community hub and in the podcast and deep space radar sections. And most important do check out our gaming community website at versecast.org. It's an awesome site. John made it with his own two hands. He did. It was like uh, like like the house that John built. His own two hands and a mouse. Yep. It's he true. didn't he didn't he did not use the keyboard at all. He told me that. It's impressive. Are you impressed? I'm, I, it's, it's impressive. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yes. All right, good. All right. Well, say goodnight, Gracie. My name is Gleep. All my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? Good night, Gracie. I mean, uh, my name is uh, Jimmy Croker, and all of my contacts are in the show notes as well. Um, you can always find me the most chatty at Twitter. Um, please email me at uh, jimmy at versecast.org. And uh, please check out my show um, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST, and Saturday, 12 p.m. No, I'm sorry, 1 p.m. It moved, PST. Uh, over yes. at uh, the base, uh, it's Quantum Drive. It is a show that mixes music and lore. And I know, you know, in a day and age where everybody is very much used to having stuff on demand, this is old school radio. You have to tune in. 
Um, but uh, I really love it. Um, the people that, that follow it really enjoy it. Um, it's a great opportunity to learn a little bit about the the lore in the game. Um, I always tie it to really cool music. I make it kind of like a film score. So the music isn't necessarily all like rock or one genre. Um, I kind of live in the rock universe, but um, there's a lot of other different elements that come in to, to kind of make this really cool soundscape to go along with uh, whatever story's happening uh that particular week so you know come to the base uh star citizen base radio.com and check it out yes absolutely do it's a lot of fun all right well until next time then we are those criminals with ships and this has been the verse cast see you guys seizure wow that that was a thing that just happened